Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello and welcome back. It's episode 37 of Parenting in Real Life. And we're back after a four-month break. We are sorry that it was was such a long break. (laughs) It almost broke us. (laughs) We had a crazy last four months. Just give you a quick summary. I don't think we mentioned it in our last episode, but Alan accepted a new job in a new state. So we moved from Wisconsin to Utah. And during that time, Alan started work and we were still in Wisconsin. So I was by myself with the kids uh, for a little while. And then, and we sold our house and bought a new house that only Alan saw. I didn't ever actually get to see it. I mean, I saw pictures online, but that was pretty much it. Risky business. Super risky. I was really nervous about it. (laughs) I was too. We walked through it and it was great. Alan did a good job. Um, and then we moved to Utah and we lived with family for a week and a half or three weeks, three and a half weeks. And our kids started school. They do year round school where we are. And so we were commuting um, an hour to get them to school every day. Uh, and then we finally moved into our house and things are a little bit better now. <laughs> so it was an exhausting summer for us. Yeah, that's real life. We don't even need parenting real life moment. That is parenting real life right there but we do have a parenting real life moment and i feel like we should have started with a happy one <laughs> but here it is um so poor little jack has is allergic to utah apparently ever since we've been here he has had croup including a urgent care visit because he wasn't breathing oh it was scary you know uh, if you ever hear about when they talk about croup They talk about the barky coughs as they sound like a seal. And then you watch their chest. And if their chest sinks in, then you know it's really bad. And that's what his chest was doing. Like every time he would breathe, his chest was just sucking in air. It was was scary. And we were doing all the tricks. You take them out in cold air. You put them in like a steamy bathroom, things to open up their airway. Nothing was working. So we were at my grandparents' cabin at the time up in Idaho, and we were an hour and a half from an ER. So finally, it was just too scary. And we're like, we're taking him. So we got up and me and Alexis and my dad all drove to Rexburg and got him to an ER. But it was super scary. Mm-hmm. No gusta. Yeah, they said it was one of the worst cases they'd seen in a long time. It was borderline like, like admitting were, him to the yeah, hospital. He really wanted us to go, but we were like, no. <laughs> Let's we know what that's him. like <laughs> we'll be here for two days and we need to go home um then as soon as he got over that he got a cold and then he got a rash and now he had strep so the poor kid has just been down and out for a month yeah it's not been great we're uh, hoping that strep doesn't spread to our other kids <laughs> of all the things strep is okay because you can give medicine and 24 hours later they feel better and they are better and they're not contagious and it's awesome. That's true. So it's not the worst thing you can get. Yep. While we were gone, we were shocked to see that we've had 
3,000 listens while we were gone. So we're sorry that <laughs> we're we sorry. just abandoned you. But we're so grateful. And we're grateful that you guys are listening. So thanks for still listening, even though we weren't updating it. Because we definitely wanted to. It just was crazy and not happening. And I believe we I've, together. Com- <laughs> I've complained before that one of the top 10 Apple podcasts on parenting is by a couple. That is awesome. But they haven't posted in like four years. And they're still in the top 10. Like, who are these people? Boo. We're not those people. We're back. So today we want to talk about, fittingly, helping your kids adjust with a move. And this can be a move to a new school in the same town or across the country like we did. So um, we wanted to talk about this because this is the first move that we've done where our kids have actually kind of had an opinion about it. Um, We've moved eight times in eight years. And for the most part, our kids haven't cared. Because and I'm not in the military. I know, we're, not, we're not military. We're not med school. We do this to ourselves. <laughs> this just happens. Um, but our kids have been so small that it hasn't really mattered to them um, until this last one. This one, our girls are, um, they were finishing up kindergarten and first grade. And they had friends and they cared about their friends and, what they, and their school. And... Um, they were a little nervous about moving and they were sad to leave their friends. So um, I compiled a list of different articles, different tips that I found, and also things that we've done to help our kids ease into the adjustment of moving. And now we've been here a month and our kids are doing really well. And so I think these these tips have helped us for sure. So if you are moving anytime in the near future, hopefully these will help your kids too. This is the pre-tip for those that don't have enough time to listen to the whole episode. Our biggest recommendation is just don't move. <laughs> it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Don't move. I don't care if they're paying you double or if it's going to be great. Don't move. It's not worth it. It's just exhausting. Telecommute. <laughs> Do anything. Because you are packing and you're moving and you're figuring out your housing and then you have to switch your address on everything like credit cards, bank accounts, and some of them need proof of address, and that's Ugh. annoying. And then you have to find new doctors and new dentists and new routines, like different activities for your kids and piano lessons. Whatever you're doing, you have to find new instructors, new programs. And anyway, it's it's just a lot. It's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so, If you are happy even a little bit in your current situation, stay put. Stay there. <laughs> Sit down. Stay there. You'll thank us later. But to the list, the real number one. The first one is tell your kids when you have some answers. So you can keep them up to date as you know things. Where are you going to go? When are you going to go? And when you're calm. (laughs) Uh, One of the articles I read said that I think some people, if you are anxious about the move, don't tell your kids when you're anxious. Um, Make sure that you feel confident about the move, then tell your kids so that you can be confident when you're talking to them about it. Not like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where we're going because that will make them anxious too. So mm-hmm. when you know just some answers about your move and you feel good about it, that's when you should tell your kids. Sometimes it becomes obvious that my wife does all the research <laughs> and I just read her notes and try and sound like I know what I'm talking about. That was one of <laughs> when those you're times. Calm, question mark? And when you're calm. <laughs> Why do you tell them when you're calm? Hey, kids, I'm calm. I understand now. But I didn't when I read it to you. So You should probably read my notes before we podcast too. Heck no. 
already takes too much time. All right, number two, help them get excited about the move. Tell them the good things. Like for us, it was we're getting closer to family. And so that, once they knew that, like we could overcome all the other, but what about our friends? But what about this? What about that? And that was that was the big thing for us. But do you have a, you know, is there something cool at your new house? Or, you know, we have a much bigger yard here and a yard with grass that's actually grown in here. So there was, there was some things to be really excited about. So um, we could do that. You can show them pictures of the community or of things to do around your new house. Get them excited about the area. Show them pictures of their school or about what their school, um, the school name or anything you can just to, to get them excited. Yeah, because they want to know what their new mascot to their school was and stuff. So they're excited about that. And we have a really large um, splash pad park area that's not too far from us. And they had a YouTube video online that did like an aerial view of it. And it was like, you know, a little ad type thing. And so I showed it to the kids and they were super excited to go play at this splash pad. So it just we, helped. Them we still haven't been, said <laughs> splash pad, but, but it got them excited at the time. <laughs> we'll go next summer. Yeah. Well, no, we will. We will. I just heard it's really big though, which is hard with the small kids because they can roam. But anyway, we'll try it next year. Um, number three is it's okay to be sad. It's okay to let your kids feel those feelings. Don't tell them, you know, it's, oh, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Let them feel sad. Um, talk about missing their friends and assure them that they're going to find new friends, you know, and it is sad to leave our friends, but when you go to school, you'll make new friends. It'll be great. Um, one of our girls was really worried about their new school and, um, what it would be like and making friends there. So we just, we just talked about it, kind of talked her through it and make sure you give your kids lots of hugs and just kind of assurance, but it's okay to allow them to feel those sad feelings. Mm-hmm. When my kids feel sad, I like to tell them it's going to be all right. You can feel sad. That's an okay thing to feel, but if you could stop now. <laughs> That's the opposite. <laughs> opposite of what it said. Oh, well, apparently I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> so no, seriously, sometimes it's hard because you don't like to see your kids sad and whine and cry and whatever it is. And so, but it's true. They need to feel their feelings. And so let them number four, map it. How far are you moving? How close will you be to schools, grandparents' houses, other things in the area? So give them that visual Google maps makes that easy. But Cammy was really interested in that. Um, yeah. She wanted to see how close we were to her new school and how close we were to grandma and grandpa. And so just, yeah, just pulling up Google maps and, and doing that was really fun for her. Mm-hmm. And so if you have older kids, that's fun. Um, for our younger kids, I drew, we had a map of the country and I just showed them, this is where we live in Wisconsin. And then we're going to drive all the way across the country to Utah and we're going to move here. And, and that was exciting for the younger kids to see that on a map. Until we got in the car and drove for two days. <laughs> that was not exciting for anybody. The driving part is not great. <laughs> Number five, play dates and pen pals. So before we moved, because they did have legitimate friends this time, we, Alexis, <laughs> made sure to, you know, she knew the other kids' parents. And so they stayed connected. And now our girls, um, this is the second move technically that we've had. Cammy has had somebody to be a pen pal. And so now it's really fun because they still write letters to these people and um, they're all over the country. You know, we've got somebody in Chicago and somebody in Wisconsin. And so that's really fun that they're writing to these people and they're still friends. And Cammy writes BFF on all their stuff. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cool, but it, it allows them to, to still have those, 
um, connections. And, and one of the ways we tried to make sure that that was established is the last week, the girls had play dates with all of those really good friends that they made. So they got to have that last few times. Um, and you know, whether you have a goodbye party or whatever it is, have, have something to say goodbye to everybody and let them know, like, we're going to miss you. And we would like to stay in touch with you. That helps for kids and adults. Yeah. So, I mean, we were going to miss our adult friends too. So we had, um, a dinner before we left, or I guess before Alan left, I was still going to be there. Um, and had some of our really good friends over and had dinner with them. And then we also did a packing and pizza night. And so we invited our friends over just to kind of help us pack. And we provided pizza. And because we had a lot of friends be like, hey, how can I help? Or when can I help you pack? You know? And so we just did it all at once. And just and it, yep. it was really fun. And the kids all played together. So it was good for the kids to play while the adults could pack and chat and stuff. So it was fun. Was Number six is let your kids help. Uh, let them help you pack. If you, I mean, not the fragile stuff, obviously, but let them help you pack up their room. Um, kids like to help. And I let our kids help unpack their room, the girls. They unpacked their room and kind of decided where they wanted things to go. Um, and another thing to get them excited is I'm letting them decide how they want to decorate their rooms. So the girls have chosen Woodland Fairy is their new theme of their room. So we've been talking about, you know, the different things we're going to put in their room and they are super excited about it. So it's just another way to get them excited about being in a new house. This is a good time to remind you that the number one rule is just don't move (laughs) because packing and unpacking was the worst. It is the worst. (laughs) Seriously. And I don't, and if you're not, yeah, don't move across the country because our stuff got destroyed. Like our boxes didn't hold up and we used nice Home Depot boxes and they didn't hold up. Like most of our boxes were smashed. So a lot of the things inside were smashed. Most of our furniture was messed up. Everything bigger than a box. You'll (laughs) thank me. Seriously. A lot of our furniture was chipped or broken. Yeah. We're paying for it. Beds do. Okay. Yeah. The beds did fine. Everything else. You don't like it that much. Sell it (laughs) and buy it new, which is crazy expensive and I don't envy you on the other end, but it's still worth it. At least you could sell it before it breaks. You get something for it. Yes. Like our changing table that we've had since Cammy. I don't know what happened to it, but it was like shattered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did not make it. So we had to buy a new one for Lucy, but you know, that's sell it before at least make some profit off of it instead of just throwing it in the dump. And I may have stepped through one of our bookshelves when I was loading the truck. <laughs> I know. Oops. Alan decided to use our furniture as a ladder and broke a few things. But Alexis has clearly never packed a truck, so we will move on. <laughs> Number seven, favorite things. Visit all your favorite places before we go. So we really loved all the parks in Wisconsin, so we made sure we spent lots of times at all our favorite parks. We had our last cheese curds. Ugh, miss those. Fried cheese curds are a Wisconsin thing. And nobody really does it like they do oh, or so as good. prolifically as they do. Yeah. And so we will miss that. Yeah. Brian Regan in his new book about food talks about, what does he say? He's like, <laughs> cheese curds are if heaven, heaven and, and cheese had a baby or something. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's hilarious. And it's true. They're it's really true. good. They're amazing. We also went to Door County. This is kind of, we can't really say it was our favorite place before, but it became our favorite place. We had heard that there's nice like beaches on like Michigan up there. And so we went to one called Egg Harbor and it is nuts. The water was beautiful. The beach was sandy. 
the day was great. Like it was so fun. We could have stayed there forever. So we went and did all those things because we'll never be back to Wisconsin. Probably. I know we kept cheering. You got to go to Door County, and we kept trying to get there, and it didn't happen. So we're like, okay, we're we doing have it. To go before we move. So we did, and we did. <laughs> Number eight is try to keep some of your same routines, um, where things are going to be changing a lot, and you're packing up your house, so things aren't where they're supposed to be. Still try to have your family dinner, and still try to keep your kids in some of their activities. Like we kept our kids in their kids' camps and um, different sports because we were in the middle of the summer. So I kept them in that as long as we could. Um, and we kept our same bedtime rituals, um, you know, bathing and story time and songs, you know, whatever you do, try to keep some of those things the same. So at least there's some consistency for your kids other than complete chaos. And num- number nine, give your kids time to adjust, especially bedtime and sleeping habits. Ooh. It's like daylight savings time and, <laughs> over and Satan over again. had a baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if we've fully recovered. We're, we're recovered. Our kids are sleeping through the night again. I haven't going recovered. To sleep. We haven't recovered. The kids I are still wake good. up at 3.30 every morning. Well, so does Lucy. In a cold so. sweat. <laughs> what have we done? Why didn't we move? Can we unmove? Um, no, we like it now, but it was traumatic. So, to wrap up, it's really important that when you're thinking of moving that you decide not to. <laughs> but if you do make the mistake and sell your house and have to move somewhere, control yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not expecting that. <laughs> um, but when you do, there's some things you can do to make it easier on you and your kids. So keep your kids in the loop. Tell them when you're feeling calm and good about it. Um, help them get excited about it. Get them excited about the new place and the new things and the, the, the good things about the move. And allow them to be sad. Uh, map it out. Play dates and pen pals. Let them help get involved. Do your last favorite things. Really like try and close the door on where you're leaving so that you don't feel like you left anything undone. Try and keep what you can consistent, consistent. And then just... Give it some time. It'll take some time to adjust, but eventually, in a year from now, we'll feel good. And we'll feel adjusted. <laughs> a year. I hope not a year. That's a long time. I'm just kidding. We're feeling pretty adjusted. No, all our boxes are unpacked. We just have house projects down, just fixing up the house the way that we want. But at least everything yeah. has a place. I think that's important. Yep. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Um, if you go on our Instagram page, um, I'll put up a little picture and a question. Um, tell us your best moving tips. If you have moved in the past with kids, uh, let us know what are, what are good tips to help things go a little bit more smoothly. So that's a wrap. You can follow us on Instagram. We will be posting again. We're at P I R L podcast or Alexis Tanner lane. And you can tweet us. I'm at Alan Tanner. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm at Alan T. Tanner. Only one person's ever tweeted me, so whatever. You're the only Alan Tanner in the world. Nope. The first Alan Tanner to be on Twitter. (laughs) And I'm at Alexis Tanner one. Uh, Or you can email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Patreon. Thank you to our patrons. We're back. www.patreon.com slash P-I-R-L. 
And you can subscribe. Please do. A lot of you are listening, so make sure you're subscribing and give us a rating. We have 30 plus ratings. I think I wanted 70. (laughs) It's like 76 or some weird number. Mm, That does feel right. But we do have 30, which is amazing. So thank you. And if you like it, make sure you let your friends know about it. Because I feel like podcasts are becoming more and more popular. So people are always asking like, oh, what's a good podcast? Tell them this one, Parenting in Real Life, that they'll love it and have a good laugh. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.